on the radio and I started laughing so hard I could hardly drive. He said, uh, went up to the bartender, he drunk, and he said, uh, was I in here, my wife in this bar last night? And the bartender said, well, yes. He said, was I with her? <laughs> he said, up, up in Georgia, it is a little town, and they didn't have a, wasn't big enough to have a regular fire department, so it was a volunteer fire department. And he said, the farmer just outside the city limits there had his barn caught on fire. And they had bought an old World War II tanker and fixed that thing up and painted it red as a fire truck. And he said, boy, here they come down that old dirt clay road and dust are flying everywhere and the fenders on the flapping and the carrying on. And they run right on in that barn and it on fire and they jumped out of their coats and started slamming that fire and stomping that fire out and burnt their shoes off their feet and their coats off their back. And the farmer said, I ain't never seen anything like that. He said, I have never given to the volunteer fire department. But he said, I'm going to give $500 to your fire, volunteer fire department. And the, one of the fire guys said, Captain, what are we going to do with that $500? He said, well, the first thing we're going to do is buy some brakes for that truck. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's the word that guy. I wanted to tell Barry a minute ago, yeah, God can use anything. He used a donkey one time, too. <laughs> that is what it says, but I'll leave it at that. But uh, anyhow. <laughs> oh, man. I want to talk to you about counting it all joy. I like to laugh, and I like to have a good time. All the time, not just part of the time. Today, I had one of the best times. One of my grandboys, uh, his wife is from Honduras, is it? Or one of them, someplace down there. Uh, huh? I don't know it. Huh? Yeah, they can't eat without rice. I got to have rice now on the table. And anyhow, her little boy, her little boy, I don't think he's about two years old, man. And he was, he said, one, two, three. He's counting, you know, and just counting away over there. Just moment, one, two, three, four, one. I said, eleven. He said, twelve. <laughs> he going out, and I started counting over again. I said, count over again for me. He said, day, trace, a dose, a dose. I said, what did you say, boy? <laughs> he started speaking. She done got him speaking in Spanish. And uh, she don't want me to understand nothing he says. But uh, we had the best time. My little grandgirl, Evelyn, she seen me eating a piece of cake today. By the way, that's good cake. You can lose a raisin dot of it from now if you like. Yeah, that's good. Don't you do it. You put the raisin in mine. But anyhow, it was really good. Everybody enjoyed that. But uh, it's gone. Just about it. But I was eating a piece of cake today. That my daughter made me and sitting there eating. She come over to me, cake football, cake football. <laughs> she eat my cake. I mean, one round about after another. She just sat there and eat all of my cake up. But we had the best time. We got a bunch of them down there today and just had the best time with them. But I like to laugh. I like to 
just have a good time all the time. Now tonight, well, if you'll turn your Bible to Ezra, chapter 3. If you got an old school for your Bible, page 532. I have a time finding them sometime, the books. Uh, but uh, page 532 in the book of Ezra, chapter 3, verse 8. Now in the second year of their coming into the house of God at Jerusalem, in the second month began Zerubbabel, the Shaltiel, and Jeshu, the son of Jezadak, and the remnant of their brethren, the priests, and the Levites, and all they that were come out of the captivity unto Jerusalem, and appointed the Levites from twenty years old and upward to set forward the work of the house of the Lord. Then stood Jeshu with his sons and his brethren, Cadmiel and his sons and his sons of Judah, together to set forward the workmen in the house of God, the sons of Haddock with their sons and their brethren, the Levites. And when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, they set the priests in their apparel with trumpets, and the Levites, the son of Asaph, with cymbals to praise the Lord after the ordinance of David, king of Israel. And they sang together by course in praising and giving thanks unto the Lord, because he is good, for his mercy endures forever towards Israel. And all the people shouted a great shout when they praised the Lord, because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. But many of the priests and Levites and chief of the fathers, who were ancient men, that had seen the first house, when the foundation of this house was laid before their eyes, wept with a loud voice, and many shouted aloud for joy, so that the people could not discern the noise of the shout of joy from the noise of the weeping of the people. For the people shouted with a loud shout, and a noise was heard afar off. Father, we thank you for the precious word, how it brings joy to our hearts when we read of how your people and your word, and you seem fit to record it, of your people having joy in their hearts. And many, many times in the Bible you've recorded it for us that we might have joy in our hearts at all seasons. I ask you to bless us now tonight as we study thy word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. One of the songs I like so much is, I want joy, real joy, wonderful joy. Let Jesus come into your heart. James chapter 1 verse 2 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 16 says, Rejoice evermore. Philippians 4.4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. John 17 verse 13, Jesus said to his disciples, And these things I speak unto the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. 1 John 1, 4. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. Now, here in Ezra, the temple David had wanted to build for the Lord, and Solomon his son finished that temple, and all his glory had been torn down and burned to the ground. And the remnant of the children of Israel are beginning to rebuild this great temple, the house of God. And as they lay the foundation of the temple... The people stop and blow with trumpets and shout with joy and praise the Lord with thanksgiving so much 
that the young people laughed with joy, but the old people cried with joy because they remembered the glory of the former temple. There are several places in Scripture that say we are to rejoice or have real joy in our heart. For instance, there is joy in the Scriptures. There was great singing for joy when Pharaoh and his army drowned in the Red Sea. There was great joy, and Hannah rejoiced when Samuel was born. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 1, she said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. Naomi rejoiced when Boaz took Ruth as his wife. Israel rejoiced when Saul was crowned king. The streets of Israel were filled with joy when David killed his giant and the soldiers came home. There was great joy when the Ark of the Covenant was brought home to God's people. There was great joy when Jesus rode into Jerusalem. And you could go on and on through the Bible, uh, finding places in the Scriptures recorded of great joy in the Lord. For instance, there is joy in salvation. It's too bad that we don't rejoice of our salvation all the time, isn't it? I mean, I remember when I first got saved and several friends of mine got saved the same night. And man, I, I rejoiced in the Lord. I didn't even know how to rejoice in the Lord, but I was crying and, and it just felt something in my heart. I don't want to lose that. Amen? I really don't. I want my heart to burn all the time thinking about being saved by the grace of God. And there's great joy in it. One of the greatest scenes of rejoicing is recorded in Luke chapter 15 where the father's son went astray and he came home. And notice when you see the joy of the neighbors and friends. Uh, Thirdly, you see the joy of the wayward son. He expected to come home to be a bond slave to his father. Instead, the father welcomed him home as his son. Can you imagine the joy in that boy's heart? What I'm saying here is simply this. It's a joy just to be saved. Amen? It's a joy when someone is made whole or well after a sickness. I don't, I, I don't believe we rejoice enough when somebody gets well with a sickness. I know God heals. I know God gives us enough sense to go to doctors, take medicines. But I believe we ought to make a joyful noise when somebody's healed or gets over a sickness. Amen. In Acts chapter eight, verses five through six or five through eight, is recorded a case of that. There's joy in serving the Lord. Turn with me to Ecclesiastes just a minute, please. I'll read you a portion of scripture. In Ecclesiastes uh, uh, chapter two, look at one verse, verse twenty-four. There's nothing better for a man than that he should eat and drink, and that he should make his soul rejoice, enjoy good in his labor. Has this also I know that it was from the hand of God. Did you know when God calls us to as his children saves our soul, I don't care if you become a preacher or just somebody in a church or whatever you want to call it, when you get saved and when you start serving the Lord, there's great joy in that. Psalms 40, verse 8, David said, I delight to do thy will, O God. Isn't that something? I delight to do thy will, O God. I was reading behind a a preacher last night. One of the things he said, he he was reading where preachers and servants of the Lord 
they'll talk about getting away. They'll give out. They just want to go somewhere and get away from what they're doing. Talking about preaching, talking about singing in the choir, talking about doing something for the Lord. They just want to run away from it. I have never felt that way. I want to run to it. Amen? I want to run to where somebody's being saved, some life is being changed. There's great joy in that. Uh, I, I, I laughed this morning at uh, the big boy, I can't never think of his name, uh, Lauren. Uh, his wife, his mom and daddy was here. And uh, I laughed at his mom and dad uh, because I started off preaching and his dad had on a tie and he undone his tie and, and got it loose where he could get around. He's stretching around. And uh, they come up to me after church and he leaned forward over the pew. He was listening to every word that was being said. And he come down for me after service. And I said, now y'all come back and be with us. He said, oh, we're coming back. I laughed. I'll never forget Brother McCracken. First time Brother McCracken come, we were starting in a church, this church in another building, and uh, you had knew Brother McCracken knew us. He's a big man, and uh, I never will forget when he came in the church. I entered, he, I asked visitors to stand, and he stood. And I said, "I declare to my time, uh, there's uh, Gomar the tent maker. Have to be a tent maker to wear a suit that big." And why I would say something like that, I'll never know. And I, I just it come right out of the blue. And uh, uh, that night, Mrs. McCracken went. They went home, and Mrs. McCracken said, "Where are we going to go to church tonight?" Oh, he said, "We're going back to see that crazy preacher. <laughs> see what he's going to say tonight." And he never left. He stayed here to the day he died and served the Lord. That's a thrill. You know that. And I'm so glad for those kind of things. I'm happy when somebody serves the Lord. There's joy and sorrow. John 16, verse 21. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, and this is what I've been trying to tell my wife, all these years, you can't remember the pain of having a baby because the Bible says as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembers no more the anguish for joy that a man is born in the world. You know what my wife always tells me? Try it. <laughs> I don't know, but I do know one thing. Second Corinthians 6 verse 10, Paul spoke of as sorrowful yet always rejoicing. John 16 verse 33, Jesus reminded his disciples, In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I will overcome the world. Psalms 30, verse 5. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. There is joy in suffering. I, my good, uh, my friend over the lake that died here a while back, Brother Wilson, I went to see him just before he died, prayed with him, and sat there by his bedside and read him the Bible. And his, his wife was uh, just asked me to read and talk to him. I was sitting there and me and him was rejoicing because he said, tell me what it's going to be like, preacher, according to scriptures. And he knew he was dying. And I, I took the Bible and I know that I felt the tears coming down my eyes as I was reading the Bible, trying to talk to him about it. And sorry in my heart that he was dying and leaving but rejoicing in the fact in a little bit the pain's going to be over with. In a little bit after his body present with the Lord. What a joy that he's fixing to see. Amen? 
I was standing beside Ms. Ms. Parker when her husband died in the hospital, and I was on one side of him, and and she was on the other side, and he took his last breath. And I looked over to her, and I said, Can you imagine what he just saw? Think about that. Now, in one minute he's in sorrow, next minute in the presence of the Lord. And so there's joy in sorrow. And the Bible says so. Uh, there's nothing like... I've been with women when they've had their little children, little babies, and they crying and screaming. I, I like... I laughed at one young lady. She said, now, preacher, you stay in this room with me. I Did I have my baby? You stay right here by my side and hold my hand. I said, okay. And she started screaming and carrying on. I said, I'll see you later. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be right outside the door. I'll be right out there praying for you, okay? But then when that baby come, you ought to see her. I mean, one minute she's screaming and hollering, and then the next minute she's got that little baby in her, and what joy. Uh, you couldn't, you couldn't uh, give it nothing in this world for that joy. There is joy in soul winning. Psalms 126 and verse 5 talks about the joy in leading people to Christ. I said earlier, it's great joy just to be saved, but it's also a great joy to win someone to saving faith in Christ. The one thing I find in a scripture that angels rejoice over down here on this earth is when someone is saved according to 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 19 and 20. We have a lot of, to be joyful over. Amen? There's no use for a child of God to go around with a sad countenance and sad all the time just because we're having bad things happen to us. We can still have joy in our hearts. There's joy in a backslider coming home. Psalms 51 verse 12. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted, be converted unto thee. There's joy in seeing a backslider come home. Amen. And so the Bible is filled with the joy of the Lord. In Jude, uh, verses 20 and verse 23, and we are to pray for others, and we are to care for others, and how much of our time is spent in to win others to Christ and to keep them out of hell, but we are to rejoice when people get saved. This verse also tells us there's no easy way to serve the Lord. Everybody today is looking for the easy way out to serve the Lord. There is none. I had a man come to me one time and said before I, God called me to preach, he said, now I'll, I'll give you a certain amount of money and you win souls for me. You can't do that. That's not the way God said to do it. You can't pay somebody to win souls for you. But there is nothing in the world like winning somebody to Christ Jesus. There's always doubters around that we always, the religious bunch around, they will want to curse you probably. But uh, when you see a dad and mom that don't know the Lord come to know the Lord as their Savior, when they see a young man or a young woman saved by God's grace, we can rejoice in that. I want to finish with this thought. This is a day, this is a time in history that God can use you. Amen.
I didn't like Kennedy being our president. And I, I said then, I don't want a Catholic to be my president. Amen. And there never had been one. And I just didn't want one to be a president. But he made a profound statement. He said, don't ask what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. And brother, if there's ever been a time in the history of the United States that we need that in this country, it's right now. Not asking what you can get out of the country, but what can I do to help people in the country. Amen? And I know there's joy in that. <coughs> I'd rather help somebody than somebody help me. You know why? Every time somebody helps me, uh, as long as I can remember, they always won't double back later on somewhere down the line. And I, do, I, I honestly enjoy just helping people and doing things for people because there's a great joy in that. There's a preacher to helped me out with that a long time ago. I don't know which one it was, but one of the great preachers I had in office one day was talking. And I said, uh, I don't like to... Uh, people come up to me and said, Preacher, the Lord laid on my heart to give you this money. And so I said, I don't like to do that. I don't like to take money from people like that. And uh, when I preach a funeral, I never have a charge for a funeral. Never will. Or for a wedding. Whatever people want to give me, though, I, I, I said, no, I, I don't do that. He said, don't you dare do that. He said, if God lays on anybody's heart to bless you, you don't. if you refute it, you're stealing them of the blessing. And I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. But you know that's the truth? When somebody, if God lays on their heart to do something for you, you praise God for it. Amen? And you take it with gladness and thank them for it because there's joy in helping other people. And I'm glad tonight. I'm happy in the Lord, ain't you? And I'm not going to let... I told somebody else, somebody the other day that was talking about, somebody made me mad, and I've been mad all day. I said, let me give you something. I'm not going to let any human being steal my joy. Amen? I'm not going to do it. Now, you might get mad with me and pitch your little fit and say all kind of things about it. You ain't going to steal my joy. You know what I say when you do that? I don't care. I really don't. And you're not going to steal my joy. I'm going to have a good time. And I laugh when I go to the grocery store lately. We always talk about it. The other day this young lady waited on me. And the man in front of me uh, paid the bill and he was just aggravated about everything. Check the price on that again. You sure you got that right? And holding up the whole line. And he went on by and got out of the way. And I got up to her and she said, you know what he needs? He needs the Lord. <laughs> I thought to myself, Amen. Amen. <laughs> I'm not going to let that guy steal my joy. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, it's such a great joy to know you as Savior and be able to serve you. Help us rejoice in everything. We think things come into our life as bad. But you wouldn't let them come into our life if it wasn't good for us. So we ask you to help us rejoice in them always. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being here.